Welcome back to the second hour of Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. And welcome back. I'm Lynette here with Dr. Jerry Mixon taking your phone calls at 800-465-8770. We are live. This is our number two. And we're continuing on the topic of protein and sarcopenia. Is there anything that you can do? Doubling up? Yeah, sarcopenia is a tough case. Mm. Uh, with sarcopenia, you've got a lot of issues going on. And this is basically where the muscle mass is declining. And the body is just not healing, repairing the autophagocytic process where the, the old cells are destroyed and replaced with healthy new cells has broken down. Wow. And so these people, if you don't do anything, will just slide downhill and die. Um <clears throat> The single best intervention that you can do without longevity medical clinic is exercise. That's hard for a person with sarcopenia to do because they're losing their muscle mass and they're getting very weak and they get to the point they have trouble getting out of a chair, for goodness sakes. Mm. But um, exercise, again, kills some of the the senescent cells and if you can decrease that senescent cell load you're better off in acetyl cysteine is a supplement that we use to try to increase uh, the activity within the mitochondria so that they get a little more energy so we push them within acetyl cysteine we have to provide them with enough protein but not so much that their ammonia levels go up we have to uh try to convince them to go on the anabolic hormones, dehydroepiandestrone, testosterone, pregnenolone, uh, male and female. They all need that. So we really need to get them on all, at least those basic three. We need to kick their thyroid function up so that their metabolism speeds up. So instead of a TSH up around three, four, five, uh, we want to get it down around two. We want to push that metabolism some. Um, in our clinic, of course, we would put them on a anti-senescent cell therapy. We, if they really want to go gangbusters, we'll give them intravenous exosomes and acellular vesicles from, from newborns, uh, from, from the placentas of, of a newborn that is basically got the messenger RNA for a brand new per human being that says grow, heal, repair. Yes. <laughs> 
know. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so we want to raise their growth factors. We want to raise. We want to lower their senescence cell. We want to give them all of the anabolic hormone load that we possibly can to shift their metabolism towards muscle. And we want to get them in with a good coach that'll work with them on a regular basis to get their physical activity as high as we possibly can. Mm. That's basically how we approach, uh, you know, senescence. And if they're if if their uh, acid in their stomach is too low, we may need to add some hydrochloric acid to their mm. to their meals. We may need to add them proteases and digestive enzymes if their pancreas is pooping out, uh, so that we can actually get them to digest their food more efficiently and get some nutrients in that they currently can't absorb. So once more. This is a very difficult problem. It's a problem that is going to kill them if we don't do something. So we need to pull out all the stops and go after it really hard. Mm-hmm. Hope that answers your question. Yes, as I hope that helps, Helmer. Close as I can without actually doing the lab work and doing the doctor yeah. visits. <laughs> so... All right. Thank you, Homer, for that call. We are going to continue talking about senescent cells. We have a caller in Bellevue with a question or a follow-up. Hi there. Welcome to Leading Edge Medicine. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? We hear you. I hear you, and so do thousands of others. So yes. how can we help? <laughs> now I'm nervous. Oh, don't be nervous. So, yeah. um, so um, we've been on the program for probably about 10 years, so uh-huh. we appreciate everything you're doing. Um, I'm really calling for my husband because he's going to be having a major ankle surgery where they're going to be transferring um, tendons around and uh-huh. kind of complicated and needs lots of healing. So um, we tried to put him on um, the Sabadon. Sab- Satin bib. Is that pronounced wrong? Desatin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And, um, you know, he took it one day, and after that, he just couldn't tolerate it. Okay. Um, and I, I was told that he was probably one of the only people that this has happened to. So <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with him and why he's having this reaction. What do you think? Well, let, let, a couple of things. First, they started him. Are you aware of the dose they started? Did they put him on the 100 milligrams a day? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you take it for three days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, the, there are a small number of people that don't tolerate that, that big whack. Um, and so we may have to drop them down to 25 for longer periods or for, or, oh. for, or, or, or to 50. Um, you know, I have one oh. of my doc, I have one of my doctors who wanted to take it and got really painful swelling of, of their face when they got, they took the hundred. Uh, and so instead of doing a hundred yeah. for three days, they decided to try 50 for five days, lower dose for a longer period of time. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But it also depends on the symptom. You know, if they had a true allergy, you don't want to give them any. And so, you know, so it, it, how it depends would you know? on how well, would, de- yeah, depends how would you on know? What, what were the symptoms? What happened to him when he took it? Oh, um, just a terrible headache. Um, couldn't function. Mm. Couldn't think. I mean, yeah. Just- 
Yeah, not, see, well, not good at all. He says, he says, I can't take this. Yeah, well, and, he, and that would be reasonable. I mean, I wouldn't want it either. See, I get a bit of a headache with it. Um, when I take it the first day, I'm fine. The second day, I get kind of a headache and feel a little loggy. And the third day, I'm just kind of bleh. Um, I force myself to do my stuff, but I really don't feel great on that third day. And then the fourth day, I don't take it, and I rebound, and I'm perfectly great. So I understand. I have a similar sort of headachey malaise but it's not bad. It's just a, a, a minor nuisance for me. Uh, but I'd be interested yeah. if he didn't. You know, he didn't have hives. He didn't have swelling. He didn't have anything that sounds like an allergy. Um, I'd be inclined to have the compounding pharmacist make him a a twenty five milligram dose, one fourth of the standard. See if he tolerates that. Okay. And and if he tolerates that, yeah. then maybe move him up to fifty and see how he does there. But there's there's going to be a threshold at which he stops tolerating it. Mm. But for some for yeah. some folks, the only way to find it is guessing by golly. We we go real low and we work it up slowly and see what he does. Yeah, the hundred definitely was not good for him. Yep. Mm. Okay, well, um, like I said, I've, I've seen that before, and I have a minor version of it myself, so. Hmm. <laughs> um, is there an alternative besides that on medication that yeah, would that do the is, same thing? Well, there are some experimental drugs, but that's the only FDA-approved drug that we have good literature uh-huh. for. The protocol that I use for that was a, is actually designed at the Mayo Clinic. Mm. So I'm I'm swiping the the Mayo Clinic's protocol is what we're doing. The 50 milligrams for five days is actually from a an East European study. Uh, I, I believe it was from uh, from Hungary. Um, but yeah, there are there are other drugs that there are being tested, but they're not approved by the FDA. Mm. So I can't really use them. So um, I hear a lot about rapamycin. Is that coming soon? <laughs> yeah, rapam- well, rapamycin is, you know, the drug is around. I can prescribe it today. That's not the problem. Um, the the uh, problem is trying to find out what schedule to use and, and how to monitor it. Um, and it's true, rapamycin decreases the production of senescent cells. It's not a, it's not a senolytic like the, the desatinib. Uh-huh. Desatinib is a drug yeah. we call a senolytic. It kills the senescent cells. The rapamycin yeah. slows the production so you don't make as many senescent cells so that your immune system is clearing them mm. at a constant rate and you start making them slower. So over time, over a period of several months, your senescent load should come down. That's the good news. Yeah. Um, and in in someone, when is a surgery scheduled for? Do you know? Well, in about a month, and we were going to yeah. use the PRP with it. So good. we were trying to get the senescent cell yes. um, down. So before the surgery, so the PRP works better, you know. Yep. Well, and that's a perfectly reasonable thing. Who's his doctor at the at the clinic? Um, well, we just got transferred to um, uh, Pitlin. 
Oh, Dr. Ken Pentland. Yeah, right, Sherry. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell you what, um, give Dr. Pentland a call, have him contact me about it, and let's see if maybe we can start him on some, on a low dose rapamycin for a while. Okay. Getting him ready for the surgery. Yeah. Um, Again, I'm experimenting with rapamycin. I'm trying to, rapamycin is very expensive, and I'm trying to find a generic version of it that does the job at a lower cost. And so I'm experimenting with a variety of generics right now. Uh, And so, but with him, with the surgery coming up, we'd be best to go ahead and spring for the more, the, the expensive brand name. Uh, assuming yeah. we're only going to use it, you know, w- once a week for the next four weeks mm. to get him ready. So the, so the bill, will, the, yeah, the bill wouldn't be outrageous stop, because stop. we we wouldn't be on it all the time. Would that be just just do that and skip the senescent cell? Well, um, this this, um, this is kind of our workaround to try to to lower his senescent cells. The other thing we can do is yeah. we can we can try a lower dose, but once more that you know right. we're experimenting. We know the rapamycin will lower it in a month. It it won't lower it as low as the senescent cell therapy, but even if it cut it by twenty or thirty percent, that's an advantage over what he's got now. Yes. Would that help um, the healing of the um, every little bit uh, the helps. muscles and everything? Every yeah. little bit yeah. helps. You know, I, I mean, mean, I. One- I I would love to yeah. knock those senescent cells down the way, you know, that, that I can with the big dose. But if I can't, I can't. You know, life doesn't always give yeah. us our, our optimal. We have to work with what we got. Mm. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, I mean, we're even willing to um, delay the surgery if we can get better healing because yeah. His body just doesn't heal that fast, and no, I understand. Uh, you know we're looking at everything. Yeah, well, yeah. It's so what I, you've heard me. Do. It's what you've heard me say many times. Time and gravity are the twin bitches of the universe. You know, they just—they <laughs> do it to okay. us. <laughs> so, so, um, so, I, so I did. I did talk to my doctor, and um, I yeah, asked I, him to ask you, but. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's happened or not. And we're going to see him on Thursday. Okay. So, um, yeah. yeah, but let, but let's get it started early in the week. And so, you know, call. Well, I'll tell you what. Go to go to our website, lmclinic.com. Uh-huh. Okay. Go to <laughs> yeah. con- contact us. Okay. okay. Describe a little bit about you know what we've talked about and where your husband. Yeah, hubby the ankle is. surgery will probably right. jar your memory yeah. there. Yeah, and and that way send that off. We can send it off this weekend. They'll forward it to me on Monday, and that'll jog my memory okay. to talk to Doctor Penland, and we'll get this uh, <laughs> we'll get this going for you. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate that so much. Thank you. All right. Hey, yes. that's what I'm here for. There you go. <laughs> okay, my dear. Take care. Okay. Thank you so much. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Now, for the rest of you listeners out there, this is what happens at Longevity Medical Clinic. Absolutely. You know, <clears throat> You've got a problem, you talk to your doctor. Not a problem, you talk to your doctor. If your doctor can't solve the problem, he talks to me. And mm-hmm. if I can't solve the problem, well, I tap God on the shoulder and say, hey, Help me out here. Help me out here (laughs) because I'm stuck.
<laughs> Absolutely. We're going to talk more about Longevity Medical Clinic and what it can do for you, even if you are not a member like our last caller for the last 10 years. We'd love to have you be a part of Longevity Medical and, and get answers to your questions and get healthy and get leaner, stronger, faster, smarter, sexier, and, and happier. happier. We'll be back with more Leading Edge Medicine. And Rick, your call is next. Here's the number if you'd like to get through. Phone lines are wide open right now at 800-465-8770. We'll be right back. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. For the first time in history, you can choose how to age. Call with your question at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. If you have chronic pain and are considering stem cell therapy, consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience with pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. I would say Dr. Nelson is a great guy. He's very personable, makes you feel very comfortable, as does the staff. Everything went well. I had the stem cell injections, and within a month, I really had a change in my knee. It was uh, unbelievable to me, honestly. I thought there'd be more pain involved with the procedure, and there was hardly any. Uh, It was amazing, and I've told a lot of people about it. After having it for two years now, it worked tremendously. Glad I did it. You should consider stem cell therapy, but call a medical doctor with experience. Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000 or DanielNelsonMD.com. After I started on Dr. Mixon's program, their energy level just booms and the mood leveling out was so important. Your quality of life just is transformed. I am so grateful to longevity and Dr. Mixon's program program. Okay, you play the air guitar, I'll do the air drums. All right. Oh, yes. I love that. <laughs> oh, welcome back. I'm Lynette. Dr. Jerry Nixon and the band in the studio. That's right. Yes. You know, we got... <laughs> I don't know when we're going to get it. Probably sometime this summer, we have to do a whole permitting process with the city of Kirkland again. Mm, okay. But, uh, yeah, but I want to turn this little studio into a much bigger audio-visual studio so that we can actually have cameras so people can see us doing our show. And and that way when uh, Samara is up dancing and shaking her bangles, they they can see it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And and me on my air drums and you on your air guitars. That's right. We'll be fine. We'll be good. Yes, absolutely. Well, this is Leading Edge Medicine. Here is that number to get through, 800-465-8770, with your calls, your questions, your concerns. And we have Rick right now on the line calling in from Kirkland. Hi there, Rick. Hello, Rick. Hi, Dr. Mixon. Um, this afternoon, my wife and I are going to be visiting her 90-year-old mother, 
who seems to have lost her will to live. She stopped eating and drinking for the last week or so. She has no medical issues other than early stages of dementia. She just decided to die. um, yeah, and she's got she's married, uh, 89-year-old husband, and she live in an assisted living facility. She has many children and grandchildren living nearby mm-hmm. who are part of her life. She just seems to have given up on life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but I I'm I'm curious if you do. Ah, you mentioned dementia? Yeah, early dementia. Early dementia. Yeah. Okay. And early. the problem, yeah, the problem with very early dementia is People know it. They're not so demented yeah. that they don't know they're demented. They know something's happening. They know something's wrong. Oh, okay. Know? And that's that situation where I understand people do, mm. don't want to continue losing their mind and sliding downhill. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember who was the comedian that he played. Uh, Peter Pan. Oh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, Robin Williams uh, had a familial form of a progressive dementia. Mm-hmm. And he knew he was losing it, and he knew his diagnosis, and he knew he was going to totally lose his mind before he died. And so he decided to commit suicide. Yeah. yeah. And my philosophy yeah. is if you don't own yourself, you don't own anything in this world. And so I can't argue with a guy. I, yeah. I think if I had that diagnosis and I was sliding down and knew I was going to go mad before I died, I'd, so I'd want to check out early. Yeah. You know? oh. I mean, I know some of our listeners are fundamentalist Christians who say that's a terrible sin, mm. but... You know, I'm sorry, but I until you are there and understand. Yeah, I, I understand what what's going means. on with these people. I've, you know, my entire life, my entire professional life, I have lived with birth and death. Yes, uh, I have been privileged to be the first human to touch hundreds of brand new children coming mm. into this world, and and I love that feeling to to cuddle and hold a brand new baby and carry it, you know, to the other end of the table and hand it to its mother. Oh yes, um, and on the other side, but you've I have also, been... also sat with hundreds of people that are leaving this earth that are dying, and, and you've been the last one. To and sometimes I've been the them. only one there to hold their hand or give them a hug as they died. Uh, you know, so I'm well aware that life and death are the two ends of the spectrum. Mm. We're all going there. We've all done the first. We're all going to do the the second. And the idea is to to go out with as much dignity and love and caring as you possibly can. Um, I can't help people that don't want to be helped. You know, if she yeah. if she if she wanted our help, I would do everything I could yes. oh. to improve her mood and, you know, and stave off that impending dementia as long as we possibly can. But when someone has made that final decision to go, they go. And yeah. the only chance you've got of turning that around is love. Mm. To with hugs and touching and spending time and trying to, you know, to help her re- regain some joy in life, because it's the joy in life that gets us up every day. Yes. You know, yeah. I feel so sorry for these people that go through life unhappy and depressed, and you know, God, I love my life. <laughs> I, I, you know, I have, I have. Christian friends who think I'm a bit of a heathen because I don't share their particular version of reality, but 
But I talk to God every day, several times a day. But my my 99.9% of my prayer is simply thank you, thank you, thank you. Because... That's the first step, Doctor. My life, my life is so wonderful, <laughs> and, yeah. and and I am so grateful for what he's mm. done for me. That for me to ask for anything else would be greed. I've got more than I deserve by a long shot. I don't. I, I don't dare ask for more. You know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I am so grateful for all that I have been given, and and that I've been allowed to do, and that I'm still being allowed to do. Uh, and so all I can suggest, medicine is not the answer for her. That's not going to work. You know, and you don't yeah. want to dump antidepressants in this poor 91-year-old body that can't metabolize them worth a hoot. Um, she needs love and touching and hugs and smiles and grandchildren and great-grandchildren yes. to sit on her lap and talk to her and try to see if we can bring enough joy back into her life that she wants to continue her life. Mm-hmm. I think that's about that's it. the closest I can come as an old family doctor. Mm-hmm. And make sure to, you know, to get those pictures of her hugs. Yes. Hugging her daughter, your wife, and, and the grandkids. And the grandkids and the great-grandkids. Those are some you know? sweet memories that she is going to have and that you will have. When you I remember home. when my mother died shortly before her 91st birthday. She was 90. And she had five tumors in her brain. And she was sliding downhill and was progressively losing it. And, you know, she went on hospice care. Mm-hmm. And I remember when my mother died, you know, I crawled up on the bed with her. They called me to tell me that she was she was going soon. And I went over and and held her, you know, and put my cheek against hers. And I don't know if she knew I was there, but I knew I was there. Oh, yes. And she died cheek to cheek with a son who loved her, who knew that that she was loved and cared for. Yeah. And sometimes that's all I can offer. Yes. And that's a big thing. That is a big thing. I hope the call. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Oh, Take care, sir. Wow. We'll be thinking of you. Okay. Um, We're not ready to go to a break yet, so we'll take another call. How about that? Let's do it. Uh, Let's go now to John. Hi there, John, and welcome to Leading Edge. Good morning. How can we help? John, <laughs> turn off the radio and pick up the phone. <laughs> there we go. Oh. Okay, do we? Okay, let's see if we can uh, hang on for John if he's still there. Maybe he uh, walked yep. out of the room for a moment. Okay, so you want to? Okay, we have another call uh, waiting. We don't have another call waiting. John is our next one. 800-465-8770. If you'd like to get in with your phone call, that's 800-465-8770. And John wanted to talk about masks and virus safety right now. That was his biggest concern. So okay. I, I know you love those uh, those masks, especially the ones you get at Old Navy that, you know, match your outfit. Well, I love the one that I saw uh, that, that a waitress was wearing once upon a time. It was chain mail. Oh, okay. It was metal Metal links. mesh. Okay. Yeah, but you could see through it. And, uh, and it, you know, the, air those viruses would have to be half an inch in diameter to get stuck in that mask. Okay. But she was wearing a mask. She had a mask on. <laughs> oh, boy. So what the hell? Um, yeah. The, the Cochrane database is probably the most respected 
of the the peer-reviewed journals that look for objective evidence of of effectiveness, um, and they have done probably the most comprehensive re- review of masks and viral incidents, specifically COVID incidents, on planet Earth. Mm. They've looked at studies from all over the world. And they've come down with the final conclusion that there is no evidence that the masks had any effect on infection rates mm. anywhere on planet Earth. Okay. Because, um, <laughs> you know, everybody had those cute cloth masks that matched their outfits. Yes. That they were bleaching every single night. Yeah, well. Sure. Yeah. No, they were not. No, and, In their purse and besides, for the whole they, month. Yeah, and if they did bleach, yeah, it's they not stopped good. being cute. It's not, um, no. You know, the N95 masks, if they are worn properly, that is, they are properly fitted to your face, tight across the nose and cheeks, and they are changed three to four times per day. Per day. And washing your hands vigorously and frequently, you may have a significant reduction in viral infections. Okay. But that kind of mask treatment only happens in acute care hospitals. Yes. In the emergency room where the doctors, the nurses and the technicians change their mask two and three times every shift. Then they may have some effect. But masks for the general public. Our best best data is it has zero impact on when you get infected or not. That's right. That's just all there is to it. Uh, So the masks were a symbol. Mm They were adopted, and once politicians say something, they're afraid to change their mind. Yes, yes. And the early thought of the masks was that COVID was probably spread the same way influenza was, with relatively large drops, droplets, and surface connections, where you would touch something that had the active virus on it, and then you'd touch your nose, your mouth, or your eyes, and you'd get infected. Mm. It turns out that it is not a droplet virus. It is spread by aerosols that are so small, they go through the, the, the standard masks without even slowing down. They get in the air conditioning and the heating systems, and they pump throughout the air in the building. And the number one factor as to whether you got infected or not was how long you were inside Mm. in a closed-in building. And, of course, in the summer and winter, you close the doors and the windows because of the air conditioning. And and in the winter, you close the doors and windows because of the heating. And so the virus just circulates in the air circulation system. And your masks and your social distancing have no impact whatsoever. Wow. Totally worthless. There you go. All right. So hopefully uh, our caller got some information there. The phone lines were disconnected. They're trying to reboot those. They're trying to reconnect. Okay. So if you you can't get through, keep trying. They will get the phones fixed again, I hope. There we go. Uh, We'll take a quick break. Mr. Inslee, um, please let us get the hell out of our masks. Yes. Thank you, sir. And then let's all send them to him. Okay, 800-465-8770 is that number to call. If you don't get through, try again. This is Leading Edge Medicine. We'll be right back.
Bleeding Edge Medicine. Join in the conversation at 1-800-465-8770 and tell your friends to listen. That's 1-800-465-8770. No matter your age, if you are looking to decrease your dependence on glasses at both distance and near, I suggest you go with experience. Pete Talbot here again for Dr. Michael Gilbert at Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. He's not just my ophthalmologist and my wife's, my son's, my friend's, and all my neighbor's, but he was just recently voted Best LASIK in 425 Magazine and has been voted Best Doc in Seattle Magazine many, many times. So whether it's LASIK or RLE or Advanced Cataract Surgery, Northwest Vision Institute will find the best option for you. So if you're over 40 or 50 and haven't had an eye exam for a year or more, here's something you simply won't get anywhere else, an advanced ocular exam. Not that simple eye exam everyone else does. So to schedule your advanced ocular exam, go online at nwvision.com or call 425-450-2020. 425-450-2020. My husband and I are, as you said, just right on schedule for falling apart in a very timely manner. So uh, I do thank you for all your advice on the radio. Hey, hey, Paula. Medicine with you. I'm Lynette, Dr. Jerry Nixon in the studio. We're trying to get those phone lines figured out. Uh, 800-465-8770 is that number to call. Again, that's 800-465-8770. If you get a busy signal or a dropped call, please try. And uh, we've yep. got our engineer on that. And they yeah, should- we are we are live today. We are yes. waiting for your calls. But for some reason, the studio's phone system yeah, not right. not working right now. So, uh, so let's talk about longevity. We've been talking uh, with some of our patients actually who have called in mm-hmm. and had some questions answered as they're going through different things. Uh, longevity medical has been around for twenty twenty five years. Five years started it in nineteen ninety eight. Yes. So I guess this is the. Yeah. yeah, this is the yeah that this big celebration. I love the story, Doctor Mixon, that you share about the little ninety. Was she ninety eight years old, something yeah, like that, that yeah, came yeah. in and what, that can, was what my, can you do for me, Doctor? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was it was a. A wonderful story for me. Uh, this was a back when I was first starting the clinic. Yes, one of your first and, patients. Yeah, and this was a ninety-eight year old who struggled into the office on a walker and could barely get around. Um, and it, I mean, it, it took her minutes just to get across the exam room. Aww. And I could tell by her dress, you know, her clothing, her shoes and so on. She, she was not a lady of, 
of wealth. She was a very modest means. Mm-hmm. And she's 98 years old. And she started off wrong by, by fibbing to me. She told me she was only 93. Oh, boy. Uh, but, you know, I saw her birth date. I knew how old she really was. And I had to tell her that, you know, my MD stands for minor deity. So, <laughs> so li- I know. Lying to me is a sin. <laughs> but I will forgive her. But <laughs> only the once, you know. Um I, I, I was very hesitant to treat her yeah. uh, because I, I had never treated a 98-year-old who could barely move. Yeah, you said her, uh, <laughs> her feet were like cement blocks yes. must have been whole. She could barely and, move them. And so um, and I told her that. You know, I said, I, ma'am, I, you know, I don't want to take your money if I can't help you, and I'm not at all sure I can help yeah. you. And her, she, I loved her answer, though. She said, doctor, I'm dying. I feel like I'm encased in concrete. Oh, I can that's... barely move said, when I die, someone else is going to spend whatever little I've got. So why don't I spend it to see if you can help me? Hmm. And I thought, you know, how do I argue with that? There you go. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, now, this was early in the clinic. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I uh, did everything I could to minimize her expenses. But we hit her pretty hard. And uh, it turns out in about six or eight months, we got her off the walker. Yes. Uh, in less than a year, I had her walking the local high school track twice a day for exercise. So she was walking half a mile a day without a walker or wow. a cane. Uh, By now she's 99. Yep. Okay. And then uh, she started going and visiting the grandkids. She went back to the mall to go shopping. Oh, boy. Uh, the year before she saw me, she was hospitalized five times with her failing heart. Wow. Uh, first year with her treatment, she was hospitalized three times. The next year, one time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so you can see a trend. Her cardiac function was improving. Mm. When she was 101, she came in and bragged that she had just mowed her lawn. <laughs> And gave me palpitations because yes. the idea of a 101-year-old woman mowing a lawn just scares the bejabbers wow. out of me. I, I told her that I hoped it was a very small lawn, and she used <laughs> one of those mowers that pulled her so she yes. didn't have to push it. But she was proud as punch. Oh, I bet. Um, yeah, she died at 103, but... That's five extra years. We bought her an extra five years, and she enjoyed most of it. She got yes. some life back. Instead of instead of being housebound and barely able to move and feeling that she was on her way out, mm-hmm. we got her up and around and to the you know to the mall and to yes. the grandkids and great grandkids and so. Yes, the patient died, and I considered it a great success at the mm-hmm. same time because we bought her that five years of joy. Yes, and you know, you, you take what you can get in life. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I do medicine, not magic. I can't, you know, change the way the universe is structured. Uh, I have to work within the bounds of what human physiology and pharmacology permit. But I do the best I can. And it's usually pretty darn good. That was good. Hey, that gave her so much, yeah. so much back, and exactly mm-hmm. what she wanted—moving and living. Yes, really living. But see her the life. difference in her and that lady that uh, that oh, caller talked about. Yes, you know, for that, his that, mother-in-law that had kind of given up on life. Mm. She wanted to be helped. Yes. 
you know, she she did not want to go quietly into that good night. She, you know, she wanted to rage, rage against the coming of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in favor of rage. It's kind of a destructive emotion. But but I I do want people to do as much as they can, as long as they can. And yeah, it makes me sad when people give up because frequently if they're willing to work with us, we can make their life better. Yes. And that's what longevity medical clinic is all about is making people's lives better. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say stronger, faster, leaner, smarter, sexier, and happier, yes, that's, those are the, the end points, but generally better. Yes. Wherever you are now, we can usually make your life better. Yeah. And that's that's the goal. I don't want you to slide downhill and die on schedule. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, hearing from the engineer here that the um, phone lines are not working for cool. getting phone calls in. However, they can text. The text line is The text working. line is open. Okay. okay. What is the text line, folks? And you know what? That's the same as our regular number. That makes it easy. So if you have a text question, uh, please text it in. And, hey, this is a great opportunity if you want to change your name and be anonymous. That's uh, right. You can do that. Hey, I'm Bill from Seattle, and here is my question. Uh, we'll try to do some of those yes. before the end of the, text, of the show. Text it on over. There you I go. I don't know... Uh, note to uh, KTTH management, pay your phone bill next time. (laughs) (laughs) 800-465-8770 is that number to text your question. You don't have to be fancy about it. Uh, We'll see what we can do with you for the next uh, remaining 19 minutes of the show. But we were talking about longevity and the medical clinic. And we still offer that free health analysis appointment, which is so good because what it does is it gets you into the building. And so many people, once they're here, they're like, wow, when people came for the gallery tests, Mm -hmm. they were not longevity patients. And so we offered it to people that had been saying, hey, can you do this test for family and friends? Yes. And did that in Kirkland and Tacoma. And of Mm -hmm. course, we'll probably do something like that again. I'm already thinking which tests I want to run. Oh, good. Oh, good. So. Uh, but people would come in and go, wow, this is a beautiful facility, meeting our staff. And it kind of takes away some of that nervousness that you might have going to get answers from a doctor. I think you've overstated the comment, beautiful facility. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. The- no, but people have have said, I love your facility. It's yeah, beautiful. I know they've said that. I think they're talking about Dr. You, Matt, you know. Yeah, right. And or, yeah. All the we, we have two very handsome young men at the front desk these days. Yes, you and, do. And, so, and they're wonderful. So, you know, the older ladies come in and they, they like our hot young men at the desk. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're wonderful. But, uh, you know, reality is I'm building a much nicer facility. Okay. okay. Getting even bigger and better. Getting bigger. I was actually hoping to be in the new facility last October. That's right. You know, I, because I started this process last February. A year ago. A year ago. 13 13 months months ago. And I was trying to get this new facility built and we've had permitting issues and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh, We finally got the permits. (gasps) Wonderful. But now the people that are in it 
currently yes have to move out oh boy and okay. they're, and they're trying to finish the permitting of the space they're moving to oh boy okay. so it's now looking like you know instead of last october it's probably i don't know june july of this year okay i'm so frustrated anyway <sighs> but it's going to be a beautiful new 6300 square foot facility i've got wow. gorgeous high end finishes i mean it's, it's going to be neat so i'm i'm really hoping that we can get this thing open as quickly as possible and move Absolutely. our patients into a a fancier That's sort of right. office. And we can get to more people yep. more often with more our, space. Our I have room for more doctors. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And we have room for you and we would love to have you uh, come for that free health analysis appointment. Then, hey, you'll be ready to maybe perhaps be coming to our new facility. That's that right. will be in uh, Kirkland. Perhaps? It'll be in Kirkland. In fact, right. it's right upstairs from my headquarters. Okay. Offices. So, yeah. Oh, so I, I instead of having to get in the car and drive over when there's an issue, I can just walk upstairs. There you go. Yeah. Some some people would take the elevator. Dr. Mixon will lo- uh, walk up. Uh, I'd rather walk. Or, or you know, yeah. go down the fire escape and then go if back I, up. If the I reach escape. the stage that I have to use the elevator, uh, golly gee, I'll be unhappy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break here, and then we have some uh, texting okay. coming in with some questions. So, all right, stay right there. We're going to get to that first text in just a moment. This is Leading Edge Medicine. Uh, always being flexible. <laughs> and we will do what we need to do to answer your questions. If you've got a question, you can now text us 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Text your question. And uh, Dr. Mixon will be right back in just a moment. This is Leading Edge Medicine. We'll be right back. If you or someone you love is struggling with memory issues, find out about Longevity Memory. Call Longevity right now to schedule your memory consultation evaluation. 425-654-0258. That's 425-654-0258. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. The thing that uh, struck both of us most strongly right from the beginning was libido. Our sex drive went out the roof. It was like being 18 years old again. It was pretty wonderful. And it was something we had been missing for quite some time. Darling, here my friend. 
with Leading Edge Medicine and three, four texts already. <laughs> and only 15 minutes to answer That's right. So okay, we'll jump so we're right gonna in. Okay, so we're going to have to zoom Although, that song. Yes. How the hell does he do that falsetto? <laughs> I can't get that high. My, my vocal cords will not come close to that Maybe sound. Maybe when you were seven? Maybe when I was three. And I you stepped on a Lego. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. But, but, they, right. but no. I'll be your love to the end of time. Bye. Yeah. I can't promise to the end of time. Mm. But what I have promised my life, or my wife, is I will love her as long as I am alive. And if God is kind, mm-hmm. I'll get to love her beyond that. Yes. But we'll see. Absolutely. All right. We're going to start with the texting questions. But if for some reason we don't get to all of them, of course, we have another show starting at 10 o'clock. We can get to some of those questions at the beginning of that show. Go to our website and look it up and see where we're at next. Okay. Okay. All right. So the first texter uh, from a Seattle number um, has eczema on on her face right next to her eye. Mm. Anything she can do about that eczema near her eye. Okay. Yeah. Back in the bad old days, for most of my medical practice, we offered, you know, uh, steroid creams, but you don't want to use steroid creams, mm. especially the potent ones on the face, because you can end up with thinning of the skin and stria oh, wow. that is, looks like stretch marks. So we avoid that. There is a new drug that uh, has been approved by the FDA specifically, uh, and it's abracitinib is the chemical. Uh, oddly enough, I can say the actual chemical, abracitinib. I can't say the brand name. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's C-I-B-I-N-Q-O. I have no idea how you'd say C-I-B-I-N-Q-O. Sibinko. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> abracitinib, I can there say. You can, you can, I, I can, nice re- I can read the chemicals. <laughs> okay. So some. it's a new eczema cream. Yeah. Um, it's... it's a, it, Almost everybody, 90 plus percent of the people get at least 75 percent clearing of the of, of the rash, of the, the redness and the irritation and the scaling and stuff. So the symptoms are improved in almost everybody, not in nothing done by two or two or by humans is perfect. So there are going to be some people it fails in. OK, but the vast majority of folks uh, get significant clearing. And downside, it is an immune modifier. It lowers your re- your your resistance to infections. So if you have an active infection of any kind, they can't give you the drug. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. If you're exposed to things like TB, they can't give you the drug. Um, if you get infected, you have to stop the drug. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm. So it, it is an immune uh, modulator. It decreases your resistance. So there is that caution. But, uh, you know, if you're in reasonably otherwise in good health, there's a good chance your doctor will write it for you. Okay. And that medicine again for the eczema? The brand name? (laughs) You had to write this down, caller. (laughs) C-I-B-I-N-Q-O. Ask your doctor about it. Or if you really want to make his eyebrows raise, use the actual chemical name for for it, which is abrocitinib. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Amaze your doctor. Hopefully that is helpful for you, caller. All right. Going to text number two, we have Daniel in Arlington. Neuropathy in the feet. What can we do about the neuropathy in the feet? Okay. Ah. Depends on why you have the neuropathy. Okay. The single most common cause of peripheral neuropathy, numbness, tingling, altered sensation, sometimes pain Mm. in the feet, ankles, lower legs is diabetes. Okay. Um, and it, it's 
triggered by the damage to the microcirculation. Those tiny, tiny arteries, those blood vessels that are so small that the red blood cells have to go through in single file. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Those vessels are damaged very, very early. And in fact, we'll often see the the paresthesias, the altered sensation in the feet, uh, 10 years before the diabetes shows up. So people wow. say, well, the most common cause is diabetes, but I don't have diabetes. No, but you may be in, in, in route to it. That might be down the road, yes. Yeah, you may be headed that way. And so what we do in our clinic is if we get a patient that's got that, we run studies to look at their insulin resistance. Okay. To find out how well their their body is responding to the insulin that the pancreas produces and how much insulin does their pancreas produce. Um, if we can correct the insulin resistance and lower the insulin levels as well as the sugars, uh, we can often get some improvement in that peripheral neuropathy. Other cause, nerve traumas, uh, damage, scarring around a nerve, old injuries, infections can do it. Uh, there are genetic uh disorders that can do it. I actually have a genome that's, that codes for peripheral neuropathy. Oh, wow. And so I've got some altered sensation in my feet and toes uh, that just came because of the way the good Lord made me. Okay. Uh, but here's the interesting thing. When I went on the rapamycin, it started improving. Wow. And okay. it is probably two-thirds towards well, where it started when I went on the rapamycin to now, over the last six months or so, um, it's it's resolving. It's getting better. Now, I don't know if it'll completely go away, because when I look in the literature, I don't see anything about uh, peripheral neuropathy being improved with rapamycin. Wow. It just doesn't. It's Nobody seems to have done a study or reported it, but it's happening to me. Okay. And I'm presuming that since it started clearing about a month or six weeks after I started the rapamycin, that that's what's doing it. Because it was getting progressively worse and worse and worse. And now on the rapamycin, it's getting better and better and better. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and so... Maybe. All right. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Can I swear that that's going to help for anybody else? No, because I'm the only person I know that has gone on rapamycin and reported this. Okay. This is good. <laughs> so, so hopefully we'll that will help you too, Daniel. And is it a combination of the rapamycin and all the other stuff I'm doing? Right. You what know, is that? Would the rapamycin not have done it were I not on all the growth factors and the hormone balancing and all the other stuff that I do for me? Okay. It may be a synergistic synergistic impact from the multiple things I'm doing at longevity plus the rapamycin. Okay. I don't right. know. And you're still a, a, a waiting to see using yourself as a well you know, and and here. yeah and as as I come across a version of the rap, of the generic rapamycin that is affordable. Mm-hmm. And that's my big thing. I can put my patients on rapamycin now, but all I really know that's going to work is the very very high price branded version. The generics okay. I have not yet found one that I can get decent blood levels with. All right. Okay. So, but, you know, we get that. If I get, uh, you know, a thousand people on rapamycin and some of them have parasite, maybe we'll see that it does improve. Yes. 
Maybe. Maybe okay. not. We'll see. <laughs> it's in the works. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to quickly go to texter number three here. We have Shelly. Uh, first of all, she wants to say thank you, Dr. Mixon, for the gallery test. She did it and was very grateful for the opportunity that you gave her. So Great. that's the first thing she wanted to say. Thank you, Shelly, for mentioning that. Uh, her question is, a per, is there a progesterone patch or cream for women? She is on the estradiol patch and taking norethadrone tablets every day with that. I'm not sure yeah. I pronounced that right. And she would like to take progesterone transdermally. Yeah, yeah real progesterone instead of the norethadrone. Yeah, and her doctor is saying not available for women. What do you think, Dr. Mixon? Uh, it's not. Um, okay. Well, we, we actually can have it custom compounded. Okay. But you don't absorb progesterone very well through the skin. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, we can use progesterone on your face, on your neck, <clears throat> in the vaginal mucosa, and, and you'll absorb some. So you can get some progesterone effect through the skin with a custom compounded form. Uh, you just have to be able to tell the compounding pharmacy what base you want it in, what concentration of estrogens. And then you need to measure your estrogen levels periodically to see if you're getting it in your target range. Okay. The nice thing about topical progesterone, though, is that, and I love it for women on their faces and their necks, and I put it on my face and neck, because over a three to six month period, it will make the skin on your face and neck thicker and more elastic and oh. smooth out a lot of your fine wrinkles and give you much prettier skin texture. Mm. Okay. And being, being just as vain as any woman, I want pretty skin on my face and, and neck. And I am looking at Dr. Mixon <laughs> so, every weekend and he has beautiful skin. So and there you so, go. Yeah, and so I can that, attest to that. Yeah, so even though I may not absorb a lot of it into my bloodstream, mm -hmm. the, co the cosmetic effect of the progesterone on my skin is a benefit. I do absorb it. Uh, I keep my level in a, in a fairly robust range for a man. Um, so, yes, we can custom compound it. And mm -hmm. if that's not enough, we can give you a micronized pill. Now, I generally don't like hormones by mouth, but a micronized progesterone uh, capsule can raise your blood levels significantly. All right. Okay. Very good. I think that's a good one. And we've got three minutes left. Let's dive into the last question okay. here. Uh, okay. My question is this. Played a lot of pickleball. I'm 67 uh, years old. Tore the meniscus, a white zone torn meniscus. Okay. Orthopedist recommends a knee replacement, but I'm hard-headed and believe that yeah. I can heal from most anything. It's been about six months, and I think I'm about 60% recovered. Hmm. Go see Dr. Daniel Nelson. Okay. okay. Dan Nelson is a pain specialist, and he does really good stem cell and PRP work. Okay. Um, you know, he'll, he'll do a great evaluation. He'll tell you how bad your tears are, how well they're healing. He'll look at your old MRIs and your new MRIs. And then if my knee were giving me grief, I would have Dan attack it with with my own stem cells nothing that you bought at the store nothing that came pre-packaged and frozen take it out of my iliac crest spin it down isolate the stem cells give me my own stem cells and my own knee mix it with prp out of my venous blood and because that contains nine growth factors that you can put into those ligaments and tendons and kick them into high gear and let them heal 
All right. And for the other problems, they talk about arthritic pain in hip and knee. That may also be helpful there. Dr. Dan Nelson is located at Pro Ortho. His number is 425-823-4000 to get a hold of Dr. Dan Nelson at Pro Ortho. And we're going to try to catch the rest of these text messages on our next program that we start at 10 o'clock. Okay. We'll be back next week right here on Leading Edge Medicine. Thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your day.